right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks from America podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vance. This is coming at you on Eagle Point here in Beaver, Utah. I sat down with Josh from WildFit, and now we're, I have his partner on, Preston, and we're going to and we're going to talk about a little bit more about his business, but I want to say that this has been a very blessed trip. I mean, we have had phenomenal weather. It's been I met some amazing people. It's just been a fantastic overall experience. So it's like a MAF event is nothing like I've ever experienced before. It's different from an R100, different from Attack, different from a regular 3D shoot. It's got this family element. And meeting Preston, meeting his wife, meeting his son. His, his son is two years old, and it's like you swear he looks like he's six. He is going to be a giant. Like He reminds me he's going to be the infancy stages of Andre the Giant. You know, He's going to build that massive legacy. But Preston here, he is the business side of uh, Wild Fits and Deadshot, and we're going to talk about that, his in, his role, the whole process for it. But I want to say, Josh and you guys are like a, a perfect pair because you got that the right mindset. And listening to Josh talk about what he put, the energy they're putting into it, and talking about all the stuff that he tested for the last two years really paid for because I took some before I hit record, and I feel very calm, and I feel very collected. And I'm gonna, that's probably something I'm going to say in every intro just to just <laughs> get, give everybody a heads up because it's like I'm going to push this stuff as much as I, I possibly can because it, it will definitely improve your cognitive ability when you're going into a high-stress scenario because – even though I've been doing podcasts for a long time, I'm over 180 episodes, I still get nervous talking to folks. And this is a nice additive to help me out becoming a better podcast host and just kind of overall. So Preston, why don't you tell us, tell the audience and me about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Preston Crowell. I've been, I've been in the supplement nutraceutical industry for about a decade now, and I've just been building lots of brands, focusing on people and creating products that people will love and enjoy and making sure we develop products that are very focused on problems people have and giving them a solution. Instead of just giving things to people that they just see on every single shelf in the store, it's really catering to specific demographics and how we can really help in those situations. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a big people person and I love working with people collaborating with other people and that's something that when it comes to being a businessman that's something I've always strived to do is focusing on people first that's like I, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Robert Kiyosaki okay one of his things is ABC always be caring and he says that's that's the best way to uh, help other people if you have the genuine interest in helping others then the money will come it may not come right away but the money will eventually come and it's like but your your value your legacy will ring rain out there far more than if you're chasing that paper because if you present that vibe of being greedy and self-centered you're not gonna you're gonna attract more you're not gonna attract the right people no you're absolutely right you know one thing that I've always focused on I learned very on in my entrepreneurial career is with every company there always has to be a why Mm-hmm. Right. There always has to be something that innately, emotionally connects the customer with your brand and you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's, there's three things that I always focus on when it comes to business and when it comes to just people in general. Th- there's three levels of trust that our people have mm-hmm. when it comes to a business or just in relationships in general. So there's you, the owners of the company, the products you're selling, and the brand. Mm-hmm. So if you have to have a level of a 10, if you have a scale of 1 to 10 on those, that trust the individual has to have at least a 9 or a 10 on each of those 
for them to want to buy your product and then even continually buy it and tell others about it and share it. And that's why me and Josh, we've been so focused on creating a product that really focuses on the pain points and issues that a lot of customers have within the hunting and outdoor space. And, you know, me being in the outdoor space, I've always loved the outdoors. I've done, I mean, I started out with my father being doing mountain biking. That's how I originally got introduced outdoors. No kidding. Yeah, mountain biking. Your your big frame on a mountain bike going down the hill. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's insane. That's awesome. Have you ever ever crossed paths with Mr. Brian Austin? (laughs) No. He he, he was a big mountain biker for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, maybe 20 years. He did a lot of stuff out out east. I don't know what he did out west, but that was one of his primary things because he's he's always been very uh, health-focused. Yeah, yeah. And he has has his uh, Get Fit with Brian program. He also has uh, Beast Mode Archery Challenge, which I think that's coming it's it's a uh I think it was this past this weekend actually in Wisconsin where where basically you go you join this club you you participate in its training access where you are shooting you're running you're doing a whole bunch of burpees and (laughs) and it's and it's all in uh, the ski resort there in Wisconsin oh wow it is it is no joke but it's like you will get you prepped for whatever you're going into for that for this upcoming fall wow that's that's awesome yeah I mean I've I've always been into fitness and stuff and some of the other companies that I've help build and grow have been like from things from people who are CrossFitters to endurance athletes to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the Spartan races and stuff like that. I've been involved in those things before. And now, now we're doing mostly the archery hunting and stuff like that. And it's funny how they've all kind of merged together though. All the industries have all in at one point gone outdoors, right? It's, they've all gone to the, where the most primal instincts we have it's all about being out in the mountain, you know, like all of us, one of mo- the models at, at wild fit is live wild. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing you'll see on all of our posts, hashtag live wild. It's something we always focus on is because anything and everything we do, it all started in the mountains. If you look at anything we've done, anything we've learned about, it started in the mountains. And that's one thing that we're all about. And with, with where, where we've gone with that, it's, it's just, it's endless. It's going to grow continually for that. So. Oh, I think so too. And uh, I was explaining to Josh yesterday that there's been there was a few shots this past yesterday that I encountered that I thought I was going to deal with target panic because it wasn't quite getting the balance. I wasn't using my core. And after talking to Ethan, I really adjusted my my focus on being able to focus on the core. Then this way everything will balance out. And, and then and I found out my left right axis is right on the money. So it's like shooting left is going left, shooting right going right. But that is the aspect of the uh, dead shot is that it really helps you pull yourself out of that going too deep in the rabbit hole. It's like I told him it just allowed me to focus on the fundamentals to execute a clean shot. And it's like, boom, is home. That's, that that yeah. was my whole motto. Is like, <laughs> that's if, right. is, so that's what happened yesterday, except for the last one on the world record course. Like we were, we're at 60 yards. Like, hey, do you guys want to just like screw around a little bit? There was nobody in front of us. Everybody, it was last shot of the day. And so it's like we started at 60 yards. We drew back, and my arrow just bounces right off of the, <laughs> the coos deer hard uh, hind. Uh-huh. And it, that whatever they use for the foam that they use, it's, it is definitely durable to deal with this terrain and stuff like, cause it bounced right off and then it just cartwheels from there. And we spent, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes looking for it. And it's like, well, you know, I paid my dues to the gods here and I lost one. <laughs> that was the only one I lost, but it was just because it was fun. I could have definitely lost. That's good. Go and shot it, but 
I just wanted to have just fun. It's like this is like yeah. this shooting a world record course. I may never shoot a world record, but it's like being able to see this animal that they had an opportunity to shoot. It's like man, that's just amazing. Especially they have this big old massive bull elk that's 430 inches. Like wow, man, just massive. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it's it's something that with everyone we tend to overthink things all the time, you know. And that's definitely one thing that Deadshot does is it helps you kind of just stop worrying about all the little nuances and focus mm-hmm. on what you need to get done. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Josh was telling me that you, you started, you got your, you just finally got yourself a bow and got yourself yeah. set up. So talk about like that experience. Like, cause it's, it's, a it's <laughs> exhilarating. Cause like, then you just look at the price tags. Holy, that's, that's, I just <laughs> yeah. dropped like how much money. Yeah, no, I, so we here in Utah, there's a local archer shop called wild arrow and we've, we've done some partnerships with them. They're great. If you guys are in Utah, check them out. They're awesome. But yeah, I went down there with them and I, uh, I was like, all right, I got to get a bow. And I, I knew nothing about archery. Josh is the one. He's the diehard. And he's like, well, you got to get into it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'm all about learning new things and challenging myself. I said, okay, let's go. And I'm thinking, I'm going, oh, yeah, I'll go. It's probably a couple hundred bucks or something like that, right? <laughs> get, get me a bow, whatever. And I get in there, like, oh, yeah, this one's two. This is 3000 I'm like, what the heck? What is, what is with these things? And then as I learned more about them with all the different mechanics of it and how they work and all the different components that go on them and even in the grains in an arrow and how to balance certain weights and all that stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, there's a lot to this. And me, I, I love things that have all the intricate details of things, right? Mm-hmm. But all to get put together, they create just one fluid motion, mm-hmm. right? It's just one perfect scenario, right? Whereas you have all those things working together, to shoot this little arrow at a target, but going real fast, right? But it's the technology behind it I was fascinated by, and I, I got me a, a Hoyt VTM 34. Okay. So I got, that's the, the bow I got, and I got a, I honestly, I can't remember the name of the scope and stuff like that. Oh, but you got a, you got an ultralight scope with an HJ uh, um, bracket or of, uh, housing for it, so this way you can mount it onto it. So I, yeah, I was, I was, I was staring it up. It's, it's a pretty sharp bow. Yeah. It's like, it looks yeah. very so, nice. But yeah. the biggest thing that sold me is like, oh, you got an HHA, because I, I tell people, like, I'm a big HHA supporter. My, my, okay. I work with uh, Chris Ham and the HHA USA, but, I, but what, what I fell in love with about HHA sports is the customer service. I'm a, I'm, I, my whole yeah. life has been around customer service and sales okay. and some of that. And listening to the salesman at Coyote Creek in Rochester, Minnesota, it's like, you know, if you, like you're showing me all these different sites. And he's like, this is one you're going to probably gonna like the most just because it's going to last you a lifetime. You don't, and it's like, I don't I want something that's going to last me for a good duration. I didn't yeah. buy my next site until five years later, six years later. Yeah, I and mean, with the money you're dropping on too, the, the quality of it, that's what you want, right? And, and that's exactly right. Yeah. And plus it's like they've run it 20 years in a row for the best site on the market, but it's like it's the custom service and yeah. their lifetime warranty. That's what really, really makes them a step above everybody else. And, yeah. and that's where it comes down to. Like I was talking to uh, Chess Thumper Outdoors here on Friday and stuff, and there's, there's certain companies he will not work with because of their customer service and such, like where, they, where they immediately turn the blame on the customer and not on, the, on themselves or at least being curious, like, hey, what's going on? Like, what, what caused this to happen so we can make our process better? Yeah. Well, here's the thing people don't recognize and is when it comes to business, your customer is the one that's going to help you grow, mm-hmm. right? And a lot – your people don't realize your negative customers and the ones that say bad things about your product or have negative reviews or something like that, those are the ones you should pay the most attention to mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are going to help you only improve. 
A customer who loves the product will never let you improve. That's the same with archery, right? If you go and you're shooting your bow and you're trying to dial on your sight and you keep shooting over the back of a 3D or a real animal, right? But you never adjust your sight because you said, I love my sight where it is. Yeah. When are you going to ever learn anything? Correct. That's, good. That's a great analogy. Right? So you, you, you have to, you always got a place, even if it's a failure or a mistake, whatever, you always are learning from it and growing from it and improving on it. Right? So me and Josh, one thing with WildFit, one, one of my mantras, the thing that I always follow is this thing called Kaizen. And what Kaizen is, it's a Japanese word which stands for continuous improvement. Right? So in everything you do, even if you have a process dialed in, you're ready to go. And this, this can be with anything, right? It can be with you as an archer, a hunter. It can be a business person. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, after you complete something, you should look and evaluate, even if it went perfectly, right? Or near perfect, right? Nothing's ever perfect. Correct. You go to that and you say, okay, in this situation, what thing could possibly be done better? You say that to yourself or you ask feedback from other people. Right? Correct. And I, I look at all these bow manufacturers and, and vendors and everything like that. They're constantly asking. Their, they, they have their pro staffers. They have all these people working with them, right? They're constantly asking for feedback on things and constantly improving them, right? I mean, bows nowadays, if you look, just from what I've learned from 10 years ago, the, the dramatic uh, improvement just on bows themselves and the weight difference, we just gave away an elite Omnia bow, mm-hmm. right? And... And with Elite Archery, they're one of the main sponsors here at MAF. Correct. And their bows are just so light, right? Ten years ago, 12 years ago, you weren't getting a bow that light. And we all know, right, if you have too heavy a bow and you have to sit there holding that arrow for a long duration, you're getting real tired real quick (laughs) and you're losing that shot. Oh, yeah. So those small little improvements, right, they could have said, oh, it's structurally sound, that's all we need. But like, hey, how do we shave a couple ounces off? How do we do that? How do we continually improve? So that's something that I've always done in my entire life, right? It's not just with work. It's not just with hobbies. Everything I do and that I preach about is always doing your best, but finding a way to always do better and looking for feedback. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, that's uh, even with my own podcast or anything I've ever dealt with. Like I always, I, I always appreciate getting feedback from or, or finding out, like or asking me for feedback for something that they've done. Yeah, but that's a great way to do it because you have you've had experience with doing sales, customer service. So it's like you know how to build the right team to be able to launch something. Exactly. Yeah, and it, your your team is a massive deal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, me and Josh. The reason I wanted to work with Josh is he. First of all, he was passionate about what he was doing. He's been developing this product for two, two and a half years with R&D with different naturopathic doctors and formulators and all of this stuff and this brand new technology as a patent on. And when he came to me and he told me his vision for hunters mm-hmm. and how he, he had a why, right? He said, I want to help people reduce target panic. Mm-hmm. That is the problem. And he was providing solutions. Yeah. Which, and once he's told me that, we were sitting at lunch one day. We were at this place called Jeremiah's in Ogden, Utah. It's a little breakfast spot. Eating these big old delicious pancakes. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. But anyways, the, he, he, when he told me all that and about what he was doing, his vision, I knew, okay, this guy has the vision. He knows his why. Mm-hmm. And because I said, oh, I'm in. I'll do it with you. And then I brought in all the art components. The advertising, the marketing, the operations, the accounting, the investors, right? Our business plan. I brought in all those things so that we could we could grow this together. Because Josh, 
This is with a lot of founders, right? They're big in the R&D. They have a great idea. The problem is the execution, right? How to bring it to market, how to show customers why they need it, right? And that's one thing that me and Josh, we've worked so synergistically on is providing that, that way to do that. And that's that's the, I think that's the bad fantastic thing to do, and I think that goes down to your you're like you you're, you we talked about before we hit record. You you love fishing, you fly fishing, all this other, and that takes patience. And, oh, yeah. and, ta and takes coordination. It takes there's there's a lot of components to catching fish. It's not like just dropping hook down. It's like you like for I've been fishing for almost 30 years, so it's like I pay attention to the weather, the cloudiness of the water, the temperature, the humidity, the barometric pressure to figure out where the fish are going to be on the in, the in the spectrum. Paying attention to what colors I'm using for that day because certain fish are sort of see certain colors at a certain depth or those or if you hit a certain depth anything just turns black all that stuff comes into play and that's what but when when you catch that big walleye or pike or, or a drum or something like that that gives you that excitement it's like it, it really just all accumulates together so tell me about your your experience with the, that that fishing like what yeah. drives you towards it always so it, i originally started fishing because of my grandfather on my mom's side he they, they were they were extremely extremely poor growing up and they lived in a one-bedroom house and just not even really a house is like kind of like a shack but they, my mom grew up with five siblings and literally they were the people that to live to eat they they hunted big game mostly deer and they fished and my grandmother they would actually catch a bunch of trout here in utah right trout mm -hmm. is the big thing mostly trout and browns and cutthroat and he they uh with that she would actually bottle the fish and they would eat it later on and stuff, and it was disgusting. I hated it. It was so gross. Mm -hmm. But that's what they did to live is mm -hmm. they fish. And because of that, my grandpa, is a, at a very young age, I remember at being like seven, eight years old, at, he would wake me up at 3 in the morning to go fishing. We'd get his truck and his little boat that he had. We'd go out to a place called Strawberry Reservoir, mm -hmm. and we'd start fishing. And like you're saying, you need patience. Right. And he, he was dialed in with fishing because for him, he wasn't just fishing for fun. He's fishing to live. Yes. Right. So when he's looked at the barometric pressure, looking at what, you know, ways to use, what, what bait, whatever it is, you know, and we were using a lot of bobbers where you had to be patient. You had to sit there. Mm -hmm. You had to watch that bar, see if it was going down, see if it was going down, right? I like doing fly fishing now because it's a little more faster. Right. <laughs> but, um, but with that, it really taught me patience, but also attention to detail. And, with fishing as well, it, it's interesting because I'm so business minded. I like to, I like to take things from fishing and how I've applied it to business. When, when you brought up the bait, right, and how you're talking about how you got to know what type of lure or bait and what depth to put it in, right? That actually translates really well into like marketing and stuff, where you have to know who your customer is where they're at, what they need, and those things. And it's very similar to the bait. I don't want to say we're hooking people's lips, but, I mean, once you try dead shot, you're pretty much hooked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was, like, ben was telling me it can be kind of bitter when you bite into some of the larger um, pellets, stuff like that. Yeah, but for yeah. me, I like the, the flavor of it. It's like you guys did a really good job of being able to find that fine balance without using high fructose corn syrup or using some type of a, uh, yeah. a synthetic that could really that really just goes after your intestines and damages yeah. your liver and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like it provides a good balance. So when hit your tongue it's like it's not like you're eating something extremely bitter yeah exactly yeah and with our, our patented technology right we're the very first supplement coming to develop a pixie stick supplement Mm -hmm. There's not a single company in the world actually that has a pixie. No stick. kid, I see. Yep. I didn't. Josh mentioned that, but I think that was like kind of like a good way to keep the keep 
the value of each podcast differently. Yeah. Yep. So that, that is one thing that we did different, but with, with the fishing and stuff though, that's one thing I love doing is I learned a lot of patience with that, but one thing that's become a passion of mine is definitely fishing with uh, doing fly fishing on the rivers and stuff. There's Weber River. I actually did a trip up in Canada, up near Banff and Calgary, and I floated. Gosh, the river, I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me now. But we, we did a, a day float fly fishing. It was like 16 hours just catching a ton of trout and stuff like that up there. And I mean, I, I just love the outdoors and being out there. And it's... I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm the guy that knows everything about fishing, mm-hmm. but I know one thing when I'm out there, I feel alive. I feel great. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, just the prime, like I've talked about previously, the prime primal instinct of thing. It just, I feel so good about it when you're out there. Oh, definitely. Especially like when I'm with your son and you're going to be able to take him out. I like my yeah. dad's 70. So we, we do a biannual trip out to Lake Okoboji, which is just in Iowa. It's on the, it's on the Western side. So it's not too far from uh, Ben from Sodak Horizon okay. and stuff like that. But I brought fish in this weekend for this, for that, from, from that trip. Yeah. And I brought in crappie, bluegill, all that fun stuff. My dad, we, we were out from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. fishing. We were in doing, doing three, four, five foot swells. And we're, we're <laughs> oh, we, and on Saturday, we ran out of gas and it's like, but we, we were, but we were, but I saw somebody out there fly fishing where we're, where we're, where we're, where we drifting at. It's, it's primarily known for walleye and uh, perch. Okay. And she's out there fly fishing. I'm watching her just zinging it back and forth. Like that is so cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. The fact that she wanted to bring out something different and to do that. I have a buddy of mine in, in Wisconsin. He makes uh, pike flies. Really? And he lands pike on them. Yeah. Yeah. They're wow. a little bigger. It's, it's a little bit, they're a little bit heavier, but it's tricky. Yeah, so you yeah. have to make them, but he's able to land pike. His, I think his PB right now is about like 30 inches. Wow. For, for on this type of like, my personal best is like 37, 38 inches, yeah, but yeah. that's, that's using a swim jig and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And a, yeah. So that's, but it, but it's it, just to see that his excitement talking about it and like spending the time doing it, like it really kind of calms the, the, the chaos around him where he's focused on with his, with his glasses on wrapping everything and like trying different patterns out. And yeah. like, he's, he's been really going towards that perch additive, like that, that yellow and uh, black look. Yeah, and yeah. It, it seems to be, that's what seems to be catching their eyes up there. I'm hoping one day he's able to land a muskie on one of those. Cause do you know how fun that would oh, be to land yeah. a muskie? Like oh, a 54 yeah. inch muskie. Just, just, oh man. And try, I mean, and try to land that on, on a, on that. Yeah, those are some crazy fish, man. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Yeah, fly fishing's an absolute blast, and hopefully, we'll have some more fly fishermen taking dead shot here in a little bit. We, <laughs> I have my brother-in-law, and he takes it every time he goes out, and absolutely loves it. But yeah, well, the next thing is a lot of big uh, uh, events that are still coming up. We have the World uh, Outdoor Out Function in Birmingham, Alabama. It's coming up, I think, next month or this month. Oh. Or, and, and and it's supposed to have it's it's a it's pretty massive for down there because it's like they, they they their whole life is just out there hunting fishing and stuff like that so yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. I have a buddy of mine that's uh, been on my podcast for his name is Zachary New and he does Native Scents and so it's okay. it's a scent company that's based out of Alabama that he's uh, it was a very interesting conversation we just, we talked for like three hours at, uh, a few weeks back and he was telling me like he ran into where it got so cold the deer just stopped urinating because they want to keep all that liquid into him so oh, like yeah. he had back orders and stuff like that. but people understood it's like. Your 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 demo, your uh, product comes based off of the, the 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 surroundings of it, and when it got cold, they just stopped producing. So it's like, what do you, what is, you just how much you can really do? <laughs> yeah, a little stuck there. But the nice thing is, like, there's so many different these little uh, opportunities because you got the great outdoor show, which is out in Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh. Is it Pittsburgh or Philadelphia? One or two, but it's 12 days long. 
Oh, Absolutely massive. massive. There's there's a company in Montana called Sky Mount um, uh, Camera Mount, something like that. Uh-huh. And they were out there, and they, they sold, I don't know, almost a quarter million out there, all, all their products and stuff like that. But it's designed to where you it has a, a shaft that goes up to about eight, anywhere between 12 to 18 feet long. You, you attach a drill to it, but you put your trail camera on there. So this is why you're putting it up, up oh, into you the know, tree. I, I've actually seen that. Mm-hmm. They, they were at the Hunt Expo here in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool how they can do that. Yeah, it's it talk about thinking outside the box because it's like a lot of big bucks. Like I've had, I've had, I have, uh, I, I used to hunt a property in Minnesota that I called Dark Man because he'd only show up at dusk or dawn. And I have <laughs> a beautiful picture of him walking in. But there's one year that I, it was in 2018, I took a picture or the trail cam went off, and that was the last time I seen him all season long. But it was right at eye level, so it's like if you want to shoot big bucks, you got to get it up above their eye level, because otherwise it, that otherwise they'll pick up on it and they'll they'll, they'll hightail it out and they won't come back. Like, I have a buddy, his name's Rendell Eric, and he, he shoots big bucks in Iowa. I mean, I'm talking 180, 190 class bucks. Uh-huh. And he's, he's, he's been glassing. He's watched bucks walk around a camera and walk back. So just because you're not seeing bucks in that camera doesn't mean they're not there. Man, they're able to sense that and yeah. move around that. Because he says, what like, the heck? all deer, like, deer have their own random personalities. Because, like, when they get seven, eight years old, they're probably, some people call them to, like, a, an eight-year-old mentality. Uh, like a child, and so that they adapt and they move on from there. So that's when you when you when you see those two hundred class bucks is because they've learned a thing or two because of their interactions with humans. And I'm probably saying the same thing with with white uh, with the elk too. I, I don't hunt elk, so I don't know enough about their psyche to understand. But I know yeah. that they're they're not an easy animal, but they're very rugged and they learn quickly. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is really cool. That is something I did not know. Yeah, it's, that is interesting. I didn't. I honestly thought that they were maybe just more skittish and they <laughs> didn't have that. But they're a lot smarter than I give them credit to, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, put it this way. So, uh, Zach, he was telling me that bucks down there in Alabama, they, they'll actually look up in the trees. Now, bucks up here in Wisconsin and Minnesota and South Dakota and stuff like that, they don't look up. They're just constantly always grazing. Because it's like it must be their, the, how they were, the, the lineage. They're used, to, they're used to always being hunted from above. Where yeah. up here, it was always hunted at eye level. Yeah. Because we're gonna consider it's like we, we get cold up here, we get the snow, and so it's like getting up up in a tree that's very risky for a hunter. Even if you, even with the, our ancestors in the 18th, 16th, 17th centuries and such, that's still very risky to get up in a tree. So it's like you're most likely gonna be hiding behind something. That's why they're always looking. But I tell you what, though, if you ever have an opportunity to be coming close with any animal within that that seven to ten yard range, and you see them walking up and they're, they're eyeballing you, and they think like there's something here, like this doesn't look quite right. It's definitely fun. <laughs> oh, I bet you have a little buck. Feet. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was this one doe that had my number because I, I was using um, a nose jamber, and she as soon as she smelt that, I swear she'd she'd always come find me. And I never was able. At the one time I had an opportunity to connect was I was sitting down the ground, no no blind from. I was sitting in front of a brush, and she and it was seven yards out. And I, I, well, that time because I watched her. We we had a song and dance for about thirty minutes, and she's going out there, and I'm sitting here. I, I'm I'm completely naked, completely exposed here. I'm slowly reaching my hand down to my elite, slowly trying to grab it, grab it bring it back up, and then try to draw. And when I finally got drawn on her, my, I, I, I thought she was at 25, or, uh-huh. and I, or I thought she was at 30, but she was at 25, my arrow just went right over the top of her. Oh, gosh. And it's like, but... Did she, did she bounce after that when you yeah, saw she it? Did. Oh, yeah, she bounced. She ran. But uh, hindsight, it was, clean, it, was, it was clean mist, so it's like, you know, I'm not worried about injuring the animal. And she, yeah, she's, yeah, and that's so, always best. Yeah. So, but the nice thing was, is like, I, if I didn't have my Luminox on, I would never have found that arrow. And then when <laughs> I found my broadhead, it was fully, it, it did its job. If it, it would have made contact, it would have worked. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. 
No, I, I can I can imagine. I'm excited, Josh. Actually, we are we're going to be doing hopefully an antlerless elk hunt mm-hmm. here this fall with me and him. I'm going to get a tag and. I guess I'm going to buy one over the counter. I, I'll tell you what, that's one thing I'm learning right now with the, the whole point system stuff. It is, uh, it's pretty confusing to me. So <laughs> I'm learning all about it. So, but I, I'm really excited to go out there and I actually have some, uh, some family has some property up in Howell, Utah, mm-hmm. where we're going to, we're going to do some mule deer up, up there and stuff. I, my mother-in-law, they have a big farm up there and they sent me some pictures and there's a uh, heard of them there's so many just just massive bucks up there and stuff so we're gonna go up there this fall and hopefully josh will get with the boat i didn't draw a tag for that but i'm gonna go up with him and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get a good buck out of that too that'd be that'd be fantastic here like he was telling me that he brought a veteran out with him uh, a couple years back yeah and yeah. He, the, the how everything came together and made that man's life ch- changes entire perspective on hunting then now it's oh, like yeah. he's an avid hunter getting out there it's amazing what he does and it's like but it's good to give back and i've been telling i told josh he's like i feel more excited about bringing somebody out with me in the ground blinds yeah. like, and putting them on something and having and walking them through the steps like right now i need you to draw back take a nice deep breath control your breathing love yourself out and then it's like and then just then when you when you're ready let it go and if you're not ready then just, just slowly bring it back down because yeah. i want you to make sure your mind's clear on this shot because it's like you don't want to have any doubt in your confidence right yeah, no, it, it's a very good point with that because, I mean, of all the people I've talked to and I've, as I've really, I've, I have dived headfirst into the hunting industry. And as you know, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know a lot about, but I love to learn. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, when we launched at the Pope and Young Expo in Reno, Nevada, and when we were there, there was tons of outfitters. And I was talking to all of them. They were from all over, from Canada to Alaska, South Africa, just all over, right? And Every one of them said the same thing. Like, man, I've hunted. I've killed pretty much everything you can think of. But the number one thing I love the most is watching other people do it, especially people that are newer to it and learning about it. Mm-hmm. And like the veteran, because they can see that excitement that they had when they first started. And, and being able to – it's addicting, right, like they're saying. I mean, with fishing, right, I remember when I caught my first fish, it was exhilarating. But I can only imagine what it's going to feel like when I get my first elk. Oh, right. No kidding. Like, uh, it's going to be a whole different the- world. You know, <laughs> listen. That's things you won't you won't have buck fever. You won't get uh, that massive adrenaline dump. You'll be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I'll just have to take like ten sticks of dead shot. <laughs> <laughs> now, for you, since you're new to the getting into this, I recommend downloading the Hunt Wallet app. It's it's on Android and, and okay, the, yeah. And that what they've done is they put everything in there where ability to where you can actually build your locker. So this is what you can put all your your equipment in there. But this the best part is you can, you can put a timestamp on there. So it's like let's say you you buy a pair of. Uh, uh, shoestrings, and you bought it three years ago. Now it's like it could give, it'll give a reminder, like, hey, you should probably re- replace your shoestrings or replace your insoles. So this way that you can you can get yourself all the mo- the, the the best is going to help you be successful, but also you're gonna, you're not going to have to worry about how the that item fail you uh, fail you out there in the field. Oh, and on top of that too, it's like they have a social community aspect to it where they can pr- they can provide input on your build. So it's like so this way they can tell you, well, I've used this product, it failed to me here, so, but I recommend this one as a turn up, or like like here, well, I'm going to help you shave some ounces by switching. To using these particular products right here, yeah. and you, you, you build your your whole wallet up. So this it's, it's, so this way you know how much money you're gonna spend. Yeah. So this way you're not dumping all that money in there. Yeah, yeah. But the upside is is that uh, D'Angelo, one of the one of the creators of it, he recognizes that he started applying all these points to land, but it became very very complicated. And he had to put it on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Well, how can I make this easier? So what that's what they did. They took all the all the all the information from all 50 states 
put it all in there for you. And then this way you can put all your point systems. This way you know where all your points are, whether it be in Utah or Colorado, Wyoming, yeah. New Mexico, and stuff like that for all the different animals you want to per, uh, pursue. Man, that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's definitely something I'm going to be using because, you know, with the point system, especially organizing all that will be amazing. But with the, with your, with your, what you need for each hunt is especially beneficial because as I'm learning all the stuff I need, right, mm-hmm. it'll be nice to have that all in there where you can almost budget it out, know what you need, and, and keeping everything optimized for when you are hunting. And, oh, yeah. And yeah plus, no. you know, I have to, your wife's not looking. I was like, why is there a $5,000 credit charge on the kind? <laughs> like, well, I, I bought two of these, two of these, and two of these to make sure this will fit, and this will fit, and this will fit. But don't worry, I'm going to send them back if they don't fit. Type scenario. <laughs> right. like, this way, then you can get that feedback and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, need that stuff because my wife, even when I bought my bow, she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so that would be good to give her that fair warning. Hey, look, I got all this. I budgeted all out. God, I'll send yeah, this way, then I will be downloading that app. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and they're, they're based out of Colorado. They're uh, D'Angelo, uh, Mike, and uh, I can't remember the other gentleman's name off the top of my head right now, but they're all really nice guys, and they're all forward. They're all focused on getting out and into the hunting world, but want to make the lives easier for new folks like yourself that are like looking to move or helping the guy that lives out in West Virginia that wants to come out here and start hunting. Yeah, it, it gives it's them so different. Yeah, right. Hunting here compared to West Virginia, it'd be a, almost a completely different setup. Mm-hmm. But then right? but keeping track of all those points, and then also yeah. like I tell everybody, it's like whatever the de- whatever the, the Department of Resources or whatever that fishing game are using, that's the program you're using because that's how they're going to get you for trespassing or any laws you're breaking. And it's like you might as well use what they're using because this way you can go for it. That's why I use Onyx myself just because it's like they do a great job, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts about and they've been on. They talk about like they go all the way down to the county court office to find out and get the most up-to-date uh, uh um, what's the, what's I'm looking for? zoning for each property and all the measurements and yeah, all that. Yeah. So this way, then you're you're going to be far more accurate than the next guy. And I'm sure hunts uh, all the other apps that are out there are fantastic. But this I just just found out like what they put in the back end of it to make them a uh, a high value product. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it reminds me of yeah that, with all the different yeah it's yeah I'm definitely going to be needing to use that. <laughs> so what do you what's your what is your next? So we're we're in June now. Yep. What are you guys going to be doing to get ready for these the season down in, that's coming up in September to try to get your dead shot in as many hunters as possible? What are your guys' strategies? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we one thing we are doing we're working. Of course, we're doing a lot of events like MAF, and uh, well, our next one we're doing is TAC in Utah as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we also is we are doing is we actually have a really cool thing called our Wild Fit Crew. And I guess you could kind of think of it as like a pro staffer or something like that with mm-hmm. other companies or ambassadors where we invite people to come and who love the product that we, if they share and stuff, we have different award system programs so they can tell all their hunting friends about it and we reward them with uh, certain benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are interested in that kind of stuff, they can always DM us on our Instagram at wildfit underscore co. Now, do you run uh, that, or does that, or does Josh run that? So I run a majority of our so- social media. Okay. Just on occasion, Josh will be doing things, but most DMs and things like that, it's me responding to. Oh, it. fantastic! Yeah, so, I, I, I wanted. I told Josh yesterday when we sat down for a comment. I want. I told him thank you for that email because it's very nicely. We're. Uh, um, 
very nicely written, and I felt very appreciative and like heard. And it's like I just because I because I got I got off the mountain, went down there, and I went out live, and I recorded. I was like, dude, you got you guys got to try this stuff out there. And I told everybody, I was like, hey, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a giveaway out there, so if you come talk to me about Dangler case, so apparently I don't have anybody here that listens to my podcast here, so it's like, but it, my my I, I have a lot more focus on the whitetail guys, but I do yeah. I'm bringing in more elk and, and white t- uh, elk antelope. Uh, Eventually, want to get some people on there about uh, hog hunting and then javelina yeah. hunting, just to kind of give an idea, like the perspective of the animal, to learn more about it. Because I just chase my need of creative or curiosity to find out more about it. I just always follow the dopamine, like this way. Yeah. It just like always keeps me moving downstream. Yeah, I mean that's what we're always chasing, right? Is that dopamine hit? <laughs> <laughs> but everybody delivers it differently, and like mine has always been through curiosity and asking questions. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, and I mean. With me and Josh, our, our main motive to get this, and we want to get this in every hunter's hands as possible because mm-hmm. anyone can say they don't have target panic or they don't have buck fever, but I feel like you've, if you've ever hunted, you've experienced it at least one way or another. Oh, yeah, right? 100%. No one can say they've never had it, um, you know, but everyone's had it at one point. And we, we're actually working with a whole bunch of... Uh, we're going to try and get to a bunch of bow shops and everything like this because it's a very unique supplement where it's not just like your regular protein power or something. It's specific to the field. Like you use it while hunting. Mm-hmm. Just like you'd use it, you know, a scent cover or you'd use your bow or you use a, a bino case. Like you use all those things while you're hunting. This is another thing that you just add to your arsenal to make you better. Exactly so. right, and plus it's like you you can take it whenever you need to. So it's like if you're if you're a bear hunter and you know you're only be hunting the last five hours of daylight, you can take that right before you get in your when you get in your stand and wherever you're, or, or your ground blood, you take it. So this way, then you're focused on all those little minute new new uh, details of like is that a bear or is that a squirrel? Yeah, <laughs> so I've seen there to Durban between the two of them. But also for whitetail too, it's like if you're if you're only if you only have like five hours to hunt and then you have someone playing with the wife and the kids, well then then you're going to take it for that for that duration because it can help the 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 average hunter that can't dedicate a full day to hunt but they can dedicate a half uh, an afternoon or a morning set or even just a midday set yeah no yeah because people are busy you just got to turn on when you need it Right? Oh, that's exactly right. So, what are some of the what are so you what are some of your social medias that you guys use to, to push your product out there? Yeah. So, our our main social media platform we use is uh, WildFit underscore Co. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on our Instagram. Uh, that that's where we're most active. And then on our on Facebook as well, it's WildFit Co. And then we we do have a TikTok. Um, it's WildFit. It's, I think it's just WildFit. Okay. Um, that one we're not on as much, um, but if, if anyone ever has any questions or something like that, absolutely just DM us on Instagram. That's by far our number one platform. We're on YouTube as well mm-hmm. under Wild Fit Co. If you search that, you'll see our our YouTube channel. Right now, we're just kind of doing shorts like that, but we actually we have a videographer and we're gonna be uh, doing vlogs of all of Josh's hunts. Oh, so we're gonna, we're gonna do it from his prep to his his travel to everything he's doing for all these things. He's got a bunch of hunts lined up here this year, and he's we're gonna be going out with him and showing everything he does. And if anyone knows Josh, he is a very very good hunter. You know, <laughs> he, he just got a bison last year and stuff. Oh too. man, that's that. I didn't, I, well, we only. We kept it pretty precise, but man, that'd yeah. been a cool story to talk about. Oh yeah, well, you have to talk to him about it another time because he's the one that goes in the detail. But 
that story of how he got his wild bison, right? It's not like he went on some farm or something. Like, he got with his bow, been tracking forever. He was max points to get it. Like, he's up here in the Henry Mountains getting it, and he almost got a helicopter to pull it out because it was so heavy, and he was up on this sheer cliff and stuff. It's absolutely crazy story. No kidding. No, That's, yeah, it's unbelievable. I'll have to have, have him. I have a couple of friends of mine that would like to hear that podcast. Yeah. We'll have him on his podcast, but that's 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 phenomenal, Yeah, man. but, yeah, so, but with that, we're going to, we're going to be, we're really going to start showing the ins and outs of everyday life as business owners, but also everything we do to be better hunters. And the new products we're developing, we got some other products that we're coming out with hopefully very soon that are going to be a game changer, I think, for the the, fitness, the outdoor space as well. Perfect. Well, I'm going to end right there. I mean, that was beautifully summed up. I'm looking forward to talking to Josh about that bison because that sounds exciting. Okay. Now, uh, anybody out there, just go check out the product. You're going to like it. If you're suffering from target panic, try it out. Um, don't recommend it. for. Yeah, it's like you, uh, parent, this is by parents' discretion, 18 years or older, to try the product out. But you will not regret it. I mean, I took it before this podcast, last podcast, shot yesterday, and I'm, I'm going to be shooting here pretty soon. So... You're not going to regret what you're going to be trying, and plus, it's your, it's only ounces, and it doesn't take much to really create that calm and controlled atmosphere that you're looking for when you're out there on the mountain. So, thank you, Preston, for being on the podcast. Thank I'm you. looking forward to talking to you some more. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeff. You're welcome.